Welcome, dear readers, to Cover My Ass, where baffling books are reviewed but not read by yours truly. My name is Kaki. And I'm Kay. And remember, we only judge a book by its cover. And today's book is by Linnea Sinclair, Accidental Goddess. And for a completely new thing, we're actually doing the sequel to a book in a subsequent week. Yes, yes. Last week, uh, for the readers at home, we did Magic Net by John DeChancey. I don't know. I don't want to get to those things. People start, like, writing sequels to other people's books. Like, this week's book is by Miss Sinclair. You know, it's not that unusual. Uh, sometimes authors take over uh, a, a deceased author's famous series. Uh, the Dune series was continued by uh, by Frank Herbert's son and, uh, and, and a writer whose name escapes me, but he's notable for Star Wars novels. The uh, Isaac Asimov Foundation series was continued by others. And, of yeah. course... I think Lovecraft's book were, books were continued by. That's, I think that makes sense. If there's like enough of a market, then like people are going to take over and do this. So yes, uh, today's book is called Accidental Goddess. Yeah, and it's oh, I do, I do love the cover. But we'll get to that in a second. First, let me ask you: Did you like it? Yes, I did. It was a it was a good uh, modern, uh, fa- well, urban fantasy book in the way in the style that I like them. Yeah, you do like those, don't uh, you? It's just like the, the, my my default pulp reading these days. The Dresden Files, Dresden the Rivers Files, of London, yeah, Aronovich, Abram Aronovich, yes. Uh, yeah, uh, Greg Schaefer is also a good author, and Richard Faust. Wow, you are well read. Way to go, librarian. <laughs> It's also apparently the the author of Gabriel's Ghost, which kind of sounds like it conjures visions of American Civil War era period uh, Uh plantation things. Gabriel's Ghost, you know, it's like Victoria Road through the muggy hot summer or down Uh, the the lane covered with Spanish moss. uh, Yeah, yeah, up to Sugar Snap Island. Exactly, that kind of book. Uh, One of those tragic romances where two lovers are separated by the uh, astral plane and mortality. Oh, that doesn't sound like American Civil War era to me, but... Uh. Okay, so not not a literal ghost. Well, it could be. I mean... I was a little distracted, perhaps by uh, oh. uh, by some of this week's book. But before <laughs> we get there, before we get to the book, I know that uh, some of our readers may have been excited that we got to the point a lot quicker than usual, but unfortunately, I'm going to have to reel us back in because I, I need your help. As some of our readers at home know, the Velibraptors, a uh, species native to the, the, the library, I'm just catching all the readers at home up on the unnecessary lore, a species native to the library have uh, surprisingly gone missing and you suggested that i go on a on a quest to go and find them kakineos you called me which mm, may need to work on that on that well, uh, i fashioned a little uh, a pith helmet out of dried leaves from the duck massacre memorial pond mm-hmm. but i want to actually show you my most important creation to oh, date that sounds fantastic yes bring it come on come with me come with me oh. now try your very best not to scream okay because there are some demolished bookcases but I preserved the books. Okay. It's just the bookcases that I needed. Did you get the the ones from Ikea or the hardwood ones? The Ikea ones, okay, obviously. Thank you. They're fresher and they float better, which may or may not come up. And also, I should add, it was actually your idea oh, that it? after yeah. you, you said I should go on a quest to find the Velibraptors, then you, you suggested that I make the, the, uh, the HMS Beagle 3. Oh, yes, I did, didn't I? Yeah. So, so here it is, and I call it the Threegle. Ah! Sorry. I know, I know. It has that. It has that effect on people. It is. Mm, it is perhaps impractically large for the library. I mean, it it barely yes. fits under the under the partition ceiling. Just out of curiosity, yes. where, where are you going to sail it? In the well, Duck Massacre Memorial Pond. Yes. I don't think it'll fit. It might. It, it'd be a tight squeeze. Yes. So I. I I'm mostly like prepared for every eventuality. The Three Eagle has, as you can see, uh, uh, wheels. Uh, yes. It has treads. It has um, it's a, a bit of a kettle kettenkraut, then, isn't it? 
A what? Half-track motorcycle, basically. Oh, that's adorable. Front-half okay. motorcycle, back-half tracked vehicle. Yeah, so now we've got uh, a, a boat slash, I mean, sort of optimistically hovercraft. I've got these turbines powered by bike, but I don't think I can pedal mm. that fast. I'm quite pleased with the bike. It's been it's been doing wonders for yes. my figure. It's like I was wondering where my exercise bike had gone. It's kind of our, it's kind of the exercise bike, isn't it? It's the right. library exercise bike, but it's serving a more noble purpose as the main power source of the Threegal. Actually, no, it's the main power converter. The power source is me. Right, very well. I also quite optimistically have some, I mean, components that should be able to turn it into a dirigible. Okay. So plastic bags taped together uh, that maybe, hopefully, I'll be able to fill. Well, you're uh, not going to be able to make a helium here. The Threegal is so over-engineered that a lot of the IKEA wood might actually make good firewood and 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 maybe i'll be able to make it into a hot air vehicle oh okay Look, with plastic wanna... bags big of a big fire underneath them you're gonna just poke holes in every one of my dirigible you, you know ideas there, you know there's there. a fire suppression system here in the library you know? <laughs> well it hasn't worked on the medicine lodge or my uh, or my book teepee yeah, that's a good point i might have to have it checked yeah <laughs> i have to have stern words with the gnomes about this <laughs> the little guys can't reach that high what are they supposed to do <laughs> When I when I took all the ladders and and and, and put them up on They're the, 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 the walls, wow! I'm really hitting all the continuity here today, aren't yeah. we? I'm trying to sort of leave old territories behind and move into the great unknown, and that's why, like, it has some defensive capabilities. Just, just uh, a quick yes, question: Yes, yes, yes. How many bookshelves did you take apart for this? Counter question: How many bookshelves would be too many in uh, your in your estimation? Let me rephrase: it. How many sections of the library now have the books piled up on the floor? Well, counter question. Yes. How many would be too many? Two. Two would be too many. Okay, you're not giving me a lot, of, a lot of wiggle room. Okay, two no. sections. I guess I can reorganize stuff. And If I take down a young adult sexual awakening supernatural post-apocalyptic novels. Yeah, that's about four shelves if I remember correctly. And Chinese. No, there's going to be more. All Chinese literature, yeah. which I think is about equal. Really? You'd think that after 6,000 years of recorded civilization, there's a huge trove of Chinese literature, but the amount of young adult, uh, uh, sexual awakening, supernatural, post-apocalyptic uh, yes. fiction that has been written in the in, in the last decade is just stupendous. I Twilight. A lot of these post-apocalyptic young adult stories aimed at, in, at teens, they're allegorically about specific teenage experiences. Mm-hmm. Like, if you take something like The Maze Runner, now I know this mostly because there's, there's films, okay. The Maze Runner is one for boys, yeah. and that's very much about summer camp. Okay. And the sort of Lord of the Flies, like oh, yeah. power struggles yeah, yeah. Uh, in, a, in, a, in an isolated boys' environment like that. Whereas something like Divergent is very much about, like, your first day of high school and choosing the right group of friends. Mm. Like oh, the yeah, yeah. Or whatever the, the, the jocks, the nerds, the greasers, the... Yeah. I, okay, that's probably starting to show my age here, because I'm pretty sure that that's not what the current categories are, but, you know... <laughs> yeah. Now, all that... I, I wonder if The Breakfast Club was an early precursor to Divergent. Yes. I've also seen uh, seen memes where it's like, where, where each one of the characters is one of the modern social media characters. So you've got Tinder, you've got Twitter, <gasps> you've got... Like, oh, got that's clever. <laughs> And in that vein, we have this week's book. I yeah. mean, it, it was clearly aimed for a younger audience than the previous one, mm-hmm. which, for the readers at home, took place in 1984 and involved a cyber goddess from the future recruiting a drug addict yuppie into an ancient digital war. And this is, I mean, rather more modern. 
So the, the, the book title is Accidental Goddess and charged with preserving an unreasonably complicated timeline, an ex-yuppie son seeks to protect and promote a rising Instagram influencer to help her cross the mythical one billion follower event horizon so she may ascend into cyber godhood. So just reading the synopsis, I got immediately excited. I was left wanting more by the previous book, mm. uh, Magic Net, by John de Chancy. Yes. Yes. Yes, very good. Uh, because specifically, the, the, the plot line of how the, the, the cyber goddess was from the future wasn't resolved. No, it was just, like, kind of mentioned, and, like, she was from the digital future and all that. But, uh, yeah, nothing specific. And I guess Miss Sinclair caught onto that and went, like, oh, I can work with this. Yeah. And revive the series and uh, give it a bit of a modern twist. It's not a prequel. You know, uh, well, we'll get to from that. from a certain point, point of view. It's, it's time yeah. travels. Like, there's no such thing as prequels or sequels or... Yes, it's all it's, just wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey. Yes. <laughs> So I appreciate it especially that it started with a, uh, uh, with a prelude that immediately tied into the previous book, starting at the currently abandoned Xerox Park graveyard. Powell, uh, isn't it? Yeah, it's probably thereabouts. Yeah. Uh, like that's, uh, that's the cradle of digital civilization. Yeah. Um, where the desktop metaphor was invented, stolen by, <laughs> borrowed by uh, uh, Steve Jobs and via Steve Jobs, Bill Gates as well, uh, where the great battle took place between Bradley Pitt, the yuppie from 1984, and the and the agent of the cyber goddess against Skrenta, no. who was there trapped in what, what was what would later become known as a web ring, caught up in a series of slowly degrading sites, having to uh, like subsist on fewer and fewer click counts uh, as the time progressed, <laughs> and like yeah. web rings died the way of the dodo because like Google came around. Well, yes, I suppose search See, engines in general. See, when somebody says go the way of the dodo, I was sort of imagine. Oh, so they were progressively hunted for convenient meals by lazy sailors. I guess a lot of dodos also died out because uh, rats and stuff got introduced and to the rats, islands. and Rabbits, uh, and then uh, later sometimes foxes, like, uh, depending on the uh, voracious predators, those. Actually, I don't know that for sure about the the dodo. I know about New Zealand, because New Zealand didn't snap off from a continent with, a, with mm. an existing biosystem. Yeah, so the only thing got there which could float there or fly there. Yeah, because it was just a bunch of gunk that came out of the sea, as Douglas Adams said. So we see Skrenta breaking out of his web ring. And of course, it's this its this creature from the cover of the first book. Who has wild hair, forked teeth. That that still bugs me, those forked yes. teeth. That was yeah, just like well, weird. It's horrific cyber imagery, because it's not uh, as if this creature actually has to eat anything ever. Souls of people who stumble onto the dark corners of the web. Fortunately, the, the, the book liberates us from these heady topics with a fairly good old-fashioned adventure where we're introduced to one of the heroes of the book, the son of the yuppie, as described in the synopsis. Yes. Leopold Pitt. Hmm. I, I like that Bradley named his son after his, well, it was his drug dealer, wasn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, but still. I guess they were close, you know, bonding with people on the couch over a few reefers, you know, that'll... I understand from, from some friends who, who partake that this is a bit of a, a stereotype. Oh, yes. Dealers behave like your friend and it sucks. So they, they come over to your house, sell you drugs, and then stay in your house and smoke some of the drugs with you. The ones you just paid for, right. Kind of, I've yeah. never had that with the ones that I... <clears throat> um, 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 um. <laughs> Named after the drug dealer, Leopold Pitt has led a rather unfortunate life, I think, because 
he was he was indoctrinated from birth by his father about this this bizarre uh, uh, future cyber goddess and all these prophecies and these and these great monsters which as a child he had no trouble believing but now as he a, started well, later in his puberty he started getting to the area that dad's a little bit kooky and uh, all this uh, this bullshitting that yes. he's always doing going on about Skrenta's return and it's like yeah dad whatever dad and it's like we know that you had this amazing big <laughs> cyber adventure, but yeah. I think you were just like, no, well, he doesn't believe anymore. All, all that like, cocaine, yeah. which is something that he's realizing as a, as, a, as a teenager. And it must be a very saddening experience to realize that someone that you've looked up to, as, as we look up to our parents uh, uh, sometimes, is not only fallible, but may have just been entirely, entirely wrong about what they, what they taught you and have wasted... Uh, uh, the belief and naivete that you had as a as a child that happens to all kids, you know. It's like it just depends on what the subject is. It's that's, like, like, yeah, I think it's not, that's it's not I like that's you can true. cultivate naivete and belief. Well, belief, yes, but naivete is not really something that can or should well, be cultivated. I, but, mean, I mean, I mean, squander it because yeah. uh, I mean, naivete, right. naive. It literally means like just born, right? Is it? You start off innocent, and you start off gullible and and wanting to believe stuff, yes. and 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 that can be used to uh, amuse and entertain and enlighten. No better example of that is shown than Calvin's dad in uh, oh. Calvin, Calvin and Hobbes, who's always his, yes, dad, yeah, yeah. His, his dad is always like making up weird stories to tell Calvin and throw him off his guard. And my personal favorite would be the one where like how the whole world used to be in black and white and somewhere during the 40s and 50s everything slowly started turning to color. And that, like, you can tell that because like the old, yeah. the, all the old photographs are all black and white. And then he goes like, but what about paintings? It's like, Well, of course, paintings were black and white as well. But when the whole world turned to color, they turned to color as well. But why didn't the photos? Well, there were color photos of a black and white world, so they wouldn't turn they to color. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and that kind of logic. It's like, that must be my favorite story from the. the uh, oh, that's brilliant! Calvin's dad uh, messing, trying to mess with him. <laughs> oh, good old Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah. Yes. Un- unfortunately, Leopold Pitt's dad told him no such stories. He told him, ah. "Yeah, uh, Screnta's going to return." And we can sort of understand that just as this book starts, just as Screnta is indeed returning from from his collapsed Webring prison, Leopold has has given up. His father passed away at some unspecified point in the in the past. He held uh, uh, he held the faith. He held vigil uh, over the world, but realizing that the world was continuing to move on and that nothing that his father said was was coming to pass. No, absolutely. And so, having having abstained from anything to do with computers for essentially all of his life, in case Screnta got his hands on him, he decides to make use of one of his college's computer labs and go on the internet. And see if see what's happening. See if he can maybe make some friends. And I really related to that because that's what my early explorations of internet and various communities was like. It was in the university computer labs, uh, 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 getting up very early in the morning so I could uh, get the good seat with the monitor where it was not visible for anybody else. Yes, <laughs> yes, that is correct. Yeah, you 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 get what I'm talking about. I had my own little uh, three and a half inch floppy disk where uh, I had all my programs to talk to my friends and store my files and yes. mm, those were halcyon exp. Days. Yeah, so the three and a half inch thing was probably the only thing that was floppy, but. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, uh, three and a half inch might have been underselling it also. Thanks for that. So. Uh, Maybe when floppy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. 
<laughs> the showers and growers yeah, in, in computer go. science. And then I guess he gets a bit of a quick introduction to uh, to internet culture. Pops on over to uh, various uh, various social, web networks. social networks. Like yes, of course, so, that's I mean, where for, you invariably. First, he gets on around on TikTok, but uh, that's yeah. I didn't I didn't understand that reference at all. Like maybe I'm too much of a. Do you know that I'm technically a millennial? I saw that oh, Pew Research. No, yeah, that, that's a myth. That's absolutely. I know bullshit. Pew Research just just redrew the lines no, like Europeans yeah, arriving like, in Africa and redrawing all the all yeah, the, all the it, borders. It's absolutely bullshit. It's like. You are not a millennial by any stretch. Well, thank you. Yeah. I don't use millennial as a derogatory term, but I, I, I kind of like the definition that a millennial is someone who had their first orgasm. Do you know what I, do you know, okay. do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or like first played with themselves or yeah, something yeah, yeah. who, who aren't into that sort so of thing. So basically had, ninth, born in the early 90s. I sort of mean that like by, by the early 2000s, the internet was a thing. And if that's when you were just developing your first like pre-adult consciousness at around 10, 11, 12, 13, whenever, hmm. it, ha- whenever it happened for you, like that kind of awareness... And then the internet was already there. I think that that's a, a pretty good descriptor. That makes sense. Because it's not like it's a value system. It's just what kind of a world did you did but you yeah, grow yeah, up but in? But it used to be like boomers and then Gen X and then Gen Y and then Gen Z. And then Gen Y and Gen Z kind of seems to have like disappeared now. Now it's just millennials. I mean, Leopold Pitt is very much a millennial, but he's, he's, he's a naive uh, which is the singular of naive, by the nah. way. N-A-I-S. And then the I has a, has a little trauma over it. Yeah, it's a very useful word. Uh, a, a naive who sort of feels his way around this new world. Obviously, he cannot escape the clutches of uh, uh, social networks like Tic Tac, which... Uh, I don't understand. TikTok. I don't understand like how it's... Yes, I know what it's a reference to. I just oh, don't okay. understand what TikTok like does well, I mean, it's, 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 it's like basically what that uh, Vine, it's like what Vine used to be like it was very short six also sound, like collaborative videos but longer or and it's social networking it's owned by the Chinese who are data mining it and like uh, whatever it sounds cool yeah. but what I especially uh, what I do like is that he, he immediately makes some friends there uh, and as as detached as they are from reality like he only knows them through their, their extremely as, hip yeah, influencer names yes. yeah Becoming quite close with uh, uh, with Glamethist, mm-hmm. which I, I uh-huh. thought was, I mean, you know, he's on there as Leo Pitt for twenty sixty nine, which mm, mm, I mean, well, he could have done better. I think I was supposed to say nice there at some point, but <laughs> <laughs> so he develops much like Skrenta had had his uh, 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 prison web ring. Leopold Pitt sort of develops a. Oh, I guess Stephen King would call it a cartet, like a little a little gang of friends uh, who support each other. You mm. have you have Glamethist and Kimber Louise and uh, <laughs> Antonio Orlando, with whom he has some some, some interesting. I'm pretty uh, sure there's stuff going on there that didn't uh, made it into the pages. <laughs> yeah, uh, and he had a, and he had an entirely platonic like bromance with uh, uh, with his Just, buddy Christopher. Yeah, but it was a bit of a joke, which is weird because he's the comp side guy. These days, you have to be successful in business, and you have to be exactly. going to a good school. And you have to like go to the to the gym every day because if you don't like overwork yourself, then you're not actually successful. He has one half of his room completely clean and beautiful, and that's the direction in which he takes all of his selfies. And the other half is fucking trash that's, because that's where I mean, he lives. I think that's pretty much par for the course. Well, except for the last member of their group, who's a bit of a, a, a breakout star, Jessica McSky. How do you pronounce that? McSky. I, I mean, McSky. Yeah, I mean, I have that. M C S K Y E G H E McSky. I have that too often when I'm reading. 
a book and someone has a very weirdly spelled name. Hung up on my, it, right? my, no, no, no. My brain just goes like that one. Oh. And it's just like, it doesn't even bother. It's just like it pattern recognizes the word and just skips over it. It files it as like that one. So sci fi novels with lots of alien sounding names oh, yeah. must be very. I get really confused. Okay. Names are not my strong suit anyway, <laughs> let alone if they get complicated. So Janessica McSky is a, is a bit of a breakout star in their, in their group because you know how. I mean, the big YouTube successes, besides video games, obviously, but for boys, it tends to be like pranks. No. You know, they, they pull pranks. And for girls, it tends to be beauty. Yes. Tips and Ma- advice. Makeups and makeup yeah. channels and showing off clothes. And actually, it's a lot of work, apparently. To, I mean, that's what we I learn can, in the I book. I can certainly like, imagine, yeah. Yeah, go, 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 on, go into town with like a big bag with three or four different outfits and then go to like find little places to shoot in little alleyways and picturesque other settings and oh, just yeah, change yeah, yeah. before them and just like you do do a series of shots and then you've got your shots lined up which you can like spread out over the whole week so you don't actually have to take them every day of the week it's almost like making a podcast and having to like work ahead in their time <laughs> oh that's a mugs game only fools would do that yeah. So Janessica has carved a, a, a little niche for herself in the form of, like, her channel is all about beauty pranks, ah. which, which are tough to describe, but they were certainly interesting. Now, it's kind of like, yeah, walk up in the street and slap a facial on someone. <laughs> what? It's like, it's like, a slap a facial on someone. Well, yes. Mm-hmm. Isn't that what they're called? Facials? Like one of those face mask yeah. type things? Oh, oh, a face mask. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, I wasn't talking about like... Just go around the street and just... and just, slap Here, just slap a facial on someone. Yeah, well. And you'll be as successful as Janessica McSky. Yes. Uh, well, you know, ambushing people with like... With, with makeovers. Nail, nail varnish. Yeah. yeah. When, when, when someone's standing in the subway and holding onto the pole and then should be kind of like... Quickly do someone's nails and then and do like fucking nail art and yeah exactly and it, of course the trick is to do it without them actually noticing so they like they often have one of the other boys coming along to like distract the person while she's like quickly doing the nails and yes. the giggling and then yeah. the other one is like shooting it for, like with their hidden and cameras and because, everything yeah as, as as much as it's a sort of mean thing to pull pranks on someone if you leave them with with something beautiful that they can yeah. they can they can enjoy I'm particularly impressed with how she managed to put lipstick on someone while talking to them like that was really that impressive is, I'm still not sure how they managed to pull that off. I guess that's why Janessica McSky is such an enormous success where yes. she's, she's, she's rapidly approaching a number of followers previously unheard of. But you know what? She stays down to earth. She's, yes, she's gone yeah. over 100 million. She's not given in to any major deals. I mean, there's a little bit of like sponsor, sponsor promotion ships, of course. Uh, yeah, but she goes for stuff that she... And she I, th- I think she has a separate dorm room filled just with beauty products which get sent to her by the various uh, manufacturers. But there's, yeah. no, there's no overt cashing in to, uh, to, no, to big exactly. money. It's like exactly. there's no... If they're lucky, their logo appears. I mean, it's much like ourselves. Like, we don't use our massive reach to promote any products, unless it's a it's a friend of the library who has contributed, in which well, case, yes. like we're we're happy to mention that. But so I appreciated that uh, uh, in this book, an accidental goddess by Linnea Sinclair, the character we're not affiliated with in any way, shape, or form. All Janessica McSky promotes Buster Wild Werewolf, mm. an extremely obscure but fantastic comic. Written by uh, Scott Zellman, a cartoonist from way back in the day, and it's about a boring, like, office worker. He's an accountant, I think. Accountant or some shit, and he's a a bit of a misanthrope by day. Yeah, and he's a gay werewolf by night. 
who goes out clubbing and partying and it's this and it's this fantastic exploration of like 90s gay culture and it's and it's super fun yeah it was it was a web comic yeah, way back we would in the never day. promote that, that that was made into a book by someone later at a later point of date exactly. using high resolution scans from the original artwork the original yes yeah we would never promote something like that would, on, our, exactly, on our podcast exactly okay so uh, available on amazon.com just look for Buster wild with an e <laughs> Uh, and I thought it was kind of appropriate because some of her friends, this is perhaps a bit of the uh, uh, the supernatural seeping through, they are uh, uh, superhuman creatures themselves. At least. Yeah. So they appear to present themselves online and we're supposed to think that it's uh, that they're all just playing characters. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I-, I believe that Tristopher is uh, one of a mythical race of spampires. <laughs> Uh, who is one of the potential love interests for Jessica McSkye. Yes. I mean, in, in, in proper young adult flirty romance fictions, there's always got to be, like, two uh, oh, yes. potential I mean, she, love interests. Oh, yes. She always has to have, like, a choice, really. Between a vampire and... and, and, and I was kind of hoping it would be Leopold Pitt that she would be going for, but I guess he's, like, distant for another role, as we later learn in the book. And he's still exploring things with Antonio Orlando, so that's yeah. not going to be it either. But True. Yeah, it turns out to be it turns out to be Kimber Louise who fulfills sort of the werewolf role because she's a, a like and subscribe. <laughs> yeah, let's all just yeah. enjoy that one. Thank you, Twitter, for that joke. She suffers from uh, uh, like, like and, and subscribe, subscribe therapy. <laughs> That's right. I mean, she's not she's not shitting. Like she she actually does have the the aspect of the beast on certain days of the yes. Uh, of the month. Uh, she, she might be able. She has a little bit of the uh, Screnta's influence on her. Oh, I hadn't considered that, that this was actually manifesting I think so. I think, that's, I think that's definitely it. On her TikTok channel where her slogan is actually lick and describe because well, as that's a, a different that's a different channel entirely <laughs> it's um it's well, it's kind of like skirting the uh, the boundaries of the filters and the, like allowed to, uh, oh it's like one of those it's like one of the what's the what's the korean thing of, of of attractive people eating lots of things like 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 oh the the, the massive feeding bak, bak mong mong oh i don't know i have no idea what it's called but it's like yeah going to a place and completely picking out on uh yeah, and food. just and just describing the 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 taste and the the pleasure of food. Yeah, lick and describe. Yes, well, I mean, I, I, have you ever had Korean barbecue? Yes, I oh. once had Korean barbecue. Oh, I, I still need to experience that. But actually, wait, I don't know if sure that it was barbecue because there was soup involved. I think the hot pot thing. No, right? no, oh. no. You you. I mean, you get a bunch of ingredients yeah. that you like, and then it's sizzled up. Yeah. And then a bunch of soup is poured over it. Oh, hmm. I think the Korean barbecue actually has like the the open grill in the middle of the table. Oh. But uh, yeah, uh, please lick and describe. Well, I'm not going to lick and uh, glowing grill. But yeah, let's not get sidetracked too much here. Uh, yeah, and something we should really say about about Ms. Sinclair. Like I was just extremely disappointed at by how long it took this book to get to the fucking point. Well, the point being, spring break. Our hero Leopold goes back to his old family home and finds his dad's old computer. Yes, the it's dusty the original Macintosh computer uh, in the Mac- Leather Valleys Mac- that he probably yes. stole from, from Steve Jobs That's as well. That's the one. He has to clean up some stuff that his dad left and he had, like he actually sees, like, oh, let's see if I can fire this up. He turns it on and we get this almost classical, like, getting sucked into cyberspace yes, scene. it was like in Tron, and, and there was the laser, and exactly that. made into cubes. And uh, he finds himself standing on the ruins of the Gates of Bill. <laughs> yes, it's like right. it's just a 
ragged wasteland which was left over after the boss fight of the last book. Yeah, and now everything's in HD. Well, it, yeah, it's all be mysteriously upgraded. I guess it's like because it's in the cloud or something, which this computer can somehow miraculously connect to. I uh, mean, it always yeah. could do that. It's, it always was a bit like vague in the first book. Yeah, it's weird how a lot of the books we re- we review are sort of vague in the details of their <laughs> absurd absurd plots. Yes, the gates of Bill leading to the Geo Undercity, also from the from the from the from the previous book, where yeah, he stands and the and the, and the, and the horrific figure of Skrenta hovers overhead, preaching doom and despair. Yes, turns out it's just like one of those web banners and a constant repeating message. But he has a massive scare about <laughs> yes. that. He's yeah. like he's like nearly wetting himself with fright and running uh, away. I can certainly relate. And then it loops off for about a minute, and then he realizes it's just kind of like a pop-up ad. But uh, it's, okay, uh, well, I know uh, scr- all about this. Scr- well, we're not talking about pop-ups again. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, this is when he when he summons his, his friend, the Spampire, Christopher. Well, it's called Telegram. You know, you can like, yes, it's, like exactly. it's, it's cross-platform. It works. It's like great. So, <laughs> so yeah, he's, he just shows up and he goes like, oh, hey, what are you doing here? This looks cool. How do, how do you end up like this? And how I did I end up like this? Yeah, Samsung Gear VR strapped to my yeah. head when I wasn't paying attention. But oh, and of course. No, I'm being... for real here. And it's like, yeah, of course I'm for real. That's what everybody thinks. But no, no, I'm for real, real here. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic commentary in this book. Uh, and so, as a spampire, he's actually able to make short work of all these of all these banners, mm. and between them, they're able to uh, they're able to continue soon encountering other obstacles. Now, of course, Squenta has been stuck in a in a, in a web ring from the early nineties, so he can't do much more than like gifts of burning skulls rotating and little men with pickaxes uh, doing construction under construction work. yeah yeah exactly so they, they they summon their friends kimber louise and glamethis the uh, uh, the like and subscribe who also she has her own way of uh, dealing with these uh, with these horrors and of course glamethis uh, has her various jewels she can use it was it was really quite a a, a cunning adventure i thought a little, little bit of cyber adventure and a little bit of yeah. like, trompsing around the internet with lots of references to current cultural things which will probably mean nothing in another two decades or so yeah, unless that's, you're an internet fine. historical archivist or something along those lines <laughs> and those, those people are even more boring than librarians and I know about those turns out that uh, great hero Leopold is uh, now uh, known in a role as the governess paladin now this is a bit of presaging that we as readers of the previous book can, uh, can enjoy because that's where the cyber goddess was known as the governess yes uh, a name that we never discovered the reason for, I don't think. I think it's reference to uh, 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 the, uh, the a governor is, is one of the original computing devices. The, the original governor was a the device which was run for, used for the first water clock. It was a device that, that ensured that the water level always maintained oh. the same in the basin so that the pressure on the water running out of the clock maintained constant. Because like the, the problem with ah. early water clocks was that like as as the water level drops, the there's weight a of the, water the, the, the weight, weight and therefore the flow rate changes. So the more advanced models had a separate reservoir uh, which filled the primary reservoir uh-huh. and kept, always kept the level at the same thing. And, the, and that device is called the governor. And still, it was later used in steam engines. It's the two yes, spinny balls. That's called that's on, called on, the governor. On, on hinged sticks. So exactly. when, it, when the axis spins faster, they spin out more to the side and it slows it down. And ah. I assume, assume that's what the governess as being a. A stabilizing force or a, a, a yeah. equalizing force. Exactly. Oh, I think that's, where that's it comes very from. cunning. The last member of their of their party is, of course, Janessica McSkye, who is finally summoned, and who, when she arrives in this in this digital world, she's not just largely herself, like the other four friends. She's are. like the shining visage that we see on the cover of the book. Yes. 
She's gleaming and golden and, and light shines out of her beautifully manicured and, fingernails. And she's like, Leopold, how did you get here? And he goes like, well, I used my dad's Apple II. And she goes like, oh, don't be ridiculous. There's no such thing as an iPhone II. <laughs> <laughs> Janessica shows up in her glowing visage and it turns out that um, they are tasked by the governor himself, who has tasked Leopold to elevate Janessica to uh, the the mythical level of her, her one billion one. Uh, Instagram followers. followers. I yeah. think there is four and a half billion people on... No, that's probably Facebook. It was something that has yeah, four and a half billion sound, people on it, right? right? I saw something about a, a survey in Jakarta in Indonesia where people were asked, like, do you use the internet? And like 60% said no. Uh, and then those people were asked, do you use Facebook? And like 95% of them said yes. Ah, okay, because they didn't consider Facebook to be the internet. No, that's Facebook. What, right, what's because the it's, internet? That's, that's the thing on their phone, yeah. Yeah, uh, hence, yes. uh, I mean, Facebook and Google both have, uh, it's called O3B. Uh, stands for the other three billion. Yeah. Uh, and it's about various initiatives to get the other three billion human beings oh, wow. on Earth. That's creepy. Yeah. Onto the, onto the internet. I mean, obviously for well, onto their, altruistic onto their, purposes. Onto their walled yeah, environment, exactly, preferably. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, fa- that's what Facebook tried with that thing in India where they go, oh, here, have this phone with free internet on it. That's yeah. pretty much limited to Facebook. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Now, uh, there are also uh, much more altruistic projects. I I think one of them is about, like, using balloons or satellites in order to, like, a a nation like Botswana, a fairly prosperous and uh, politically stable uh, uh, nation in uh, the southern part of Africa, I want to say, but... Just uh, northeast of South Africa. Yeah, but I do believe it neighbors some other less stable nations, and so, like, getting a hard line through to, to Botswana mm. with, with uh, broadband internet is kind of hard because that's to cut through contested territory where it might well, be chopped uh, up. Botswana, isn't that where the number one ladies detective agency takes place? Yes, yes, yes that's yes. right. Lovely series. With that's... Ms. Ramotwe. Yes. Oh, sorry. Ma Ramotwe. Yes. Dumela Ma. ma. Uh, I love that. I never, I never actually read the book, but the TV adaptation was, is oh, brilliant. The actors are fantastic. fantastic. Yes. And the stories are so engaging. And it's it's all literally, it's all small things. It's all just people things. It's yeah. nothing, there's nothing overly dramatic or anything going oh, on it's just it's, people like wives who think they're being cheated on uh, like i need a secretary it's like yeah. somebody stole my car and it's like and it's, and it's just it's just captivating yeah the stories are good and the the, the, the actors portrayed them brilliantly so yes go see that if you don't if and it's a lovely exploration of a part of a world that i don't know much about no there's that yeah that's how i learned do you know what the people from botswana are called boatswains so that would be bosoned, <laughs> but no it's Motswana. Motswana. Because in, in the Tswana language, yeah. uh, you do things with prefixes instead ah, of suffixes. Right. The country is Bolt, land of the Tswana. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Bolt, and the and people of the Tswana. And then Motswana. Oh, that's yeah. very cool. So, yes, uh, tasked by the governess as the paladin, he now undertakes the task to get Janessica elevated to the status of cyber goddess. And it is his job to beat Skrenta. He's infected the advertisement networks with the like bidding, oh, yeah. bidding on advertising space and the banner ads and like i guess like being stuck in a in a web ring which was one of the original banners because like all the websites which were part of the yeah. ring had the same banner so he- the jargon did get pretty thick you'd almost think that miss linea uh, uh, sinclair has some connection with the uh, uh, the digital ads world because she was talking about how the the, the vast tag was using the v system and how that's uh, pretty soon going to be made obsolete by simid uh, yeah i had how- no idea what all that means yeah yeah I'm- so capitalizing on prebit.js like all of that all that nonsense absolutely no idea what that kind of inventory <laughs> versus throughput versus CPR. No, no past life in marketing or advertising. No, or- none. So while the previous book 
ended with a with a sort of boss battle mm. now it's it's much more a, a battle for influence a genesica doesn't directly battle Skrenta, but both of them are trying to seize influence yeah. uh, at a higher rate and one is it doing through insidious little manipulation of financial streams and trying to grab everybody's attention with cheap banners and pop-up ads uh, and the other is doing it through authenticity oh uh, yeah oh i hate yeah. that yeah <laughs> the secret to success is sincerity once you can fake that you've got it made yes exactly <laughs> And it's working well for Janessica, but she's not quite there yet. But it turns out what she needed more than anything is someone to believe in her and, like, promote that belief. Because it turns out that Leopold Pitt, I mean, he is very clearly a promosexual who just (laughs) lives to, yes... Yeah, the, the thing that he enjoyed most is to is to enhance the reputation of others, to yes, promote pr- his... Bring out the best in them, make sure that everybody sees yeah. it and that they can, like, exactly. enjoy that. And uh, he has that in common with Antonio Orlando. Well, They're both practicing side, homosexuals. Yes, they bring out uh, Janessica, who then, once she gets elevated to her cyber goddess's level, turns out to become the governess. Yes, exactly. Thus For those who haven't seen that loop. one coming yet. Yes. <laughs> Thus finally completing the almost interminable time loop and actually validating for, for, for Leopold that his dad wasn't nuts which is like gives him a little bit of closure and it allows him to uh, come I, to terms with, of, with his misspent yes. youth that's actually a different book but never mind well, <laughs> I, sort Peter of, Hamilton. I sort of like that I mean you have uh, uh, it ends with uh, uh, once again the defeat of Skrenta the, the uh, horrible cyber creature and the, the gradual vanishing of Janessica as she travels through time as a cyber goddess destined to one day meet Leopold's Paul's father, father. There's a little bit of questioning about Leopold's actual heritage, whether or not. To, I mean, he did not get named after his mother that much, you know. So no, it's like, exactly. it's like, it's like yeah. <laughs> well, one day maybe that'll uh, that'll come up in a later in a later issue when a when a when a future writer decides to pick up this series. <laughs> I like that. I mean, we see Christopher and Kimber Louise and Glamethist all return to their lives and de-digitize themselves and, and, and return back to and, the well, There's still a lot of promosexuality going on. Uh, as Antonio Orlando and, and <laughs> Leopold decide to stay and explore this uh, this new cyber frontier mm. a little more hand Intimately, in hand. yes. Handsy, at least. Bless him. I like a, I like a sweet... Teen awakening story. Oh, absolutely. It gives you the happy fuzzies when it's like, oh, exactly. it works out. There's like enough drama and thing to make it exciting. There's yeah. something to be said for a good happy ending. Yeah. And they all discover something about themselves, like we talked about the Breakfast Club before, where they've learned about each other and also about themselves. Tristan discovers that as a vampire, he is uniquely able to rid the modern internet of, of, of banner ads wherever Skrenta raises his ugly head. Mm. And Kimber Louise and, 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 and Glamethis, they lick and describe their way through their life. <laughs> yes. Oh, wow. Just just realized that one there, yeah. Oh, yes. How are we going to rate this book? <laughs> when? When were when? we going to rate this book? Well, I was going to say, like, how, how are we going time, to... Yeah, how are yeah, we going to rate vortex. it out of an infinity loop? You can't really rate something out of that. Okay, well, infinity, which is the yes. infinity symbol, is just an eight on its side. We can do eight one more oh, time. Because that's the whole not? thing with a time loop. You can always do it one more that's time. That's a good point. You have a very good point. So we'll give an eight out of infinity. Oh. Well, that sounds a bit like... That actually sounds a bit mean to yeah. me. 
So out of eight, out of eight, how much would you would you rate this excellent book an accidental goddess? Oh, I would give it a seven out of eight. Yeah, I like seven. It. That's yeah, higher than our average. I'm sure someone's keeping track. We too tend to review books we like. Exactly. And, because that's what we do on this podcast. Yes. We like and describe. Uh, yes, we do. Now, if, so, only, if only our listeners would like and describe as well. And, like, leave us a little yes. bit of feedback if we can. <laughs> you are such a promosexual. Go say it. Do it. Do it. Yes. Um, you can leave us. Uh, you can see us on Twitter. We, uh, we're on Cover My Asscast on Twitter. Cover My Asscast at gmail.com. Uh, we would love to hear from you. If, if there's something you don't like, tell us. If there's something you do like, tell your friends. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. Uh, and as we, as we say every week, like and describe. Right. Yes. <laughs> that's, what, that's what we should have called this podcast. <laughs> so what do we have in store for our readers next week? Ah, yes. Next week's book is by Catherine DeVore. It's called Abraham Lincoln, Fuck Lord of the Moon. <laughs> Presidential fuck machine number three. <laughs> Thank you for joining us at Comfort House, where baffling books are reviewed but not read by yours truly. My name is Kaki. And I'm Kay. And remember, we only, only judge a book by its cover. Catherine DeVore, Abraham Lincoln, fuck lord of the moon, presidential fuck machine number three. <laughs>